0: Just a quick note from future, or current Rob, that I started recording this episode about a week ago and wasn't real pleased with a couple of my replies to phone calls, so I just let it sit in draft mode. Now I'm finishing it up, and I've had a few calls since then to add on to it. In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope, bring your pole, oil, and rope, and try not to go down in a heap. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Down in a Heap podcast. I'm your host Rob, podcasting to you live from my rumpus room in beautiful northeast Minneapolis. And uh, it's the day before Halloween, I've been hanging around, uh, working on my... Thieves Guild 2020 project here. I'm trying to resuscitate, put the uh put the paddles on. Clear! <laughs> and revive this sucker for uh for a game for my for my group with uh Keith and Bill and Adam and Brian and maybe Ian. Um but I hope we can get this thing off the ground here sometime soon. I've got most of the uh stuff. Finished for it. It's been fun actually going back through all this old, old stuff, and uh, I haven't really had a chance to dive into this, you know, the scenarios much yet. Just kind of skimmed them, um, but I mean it's just chock full of all these, you know, sneak thief, highwayman, second story man, pirate, assassin, all these different types of thief based mainly urban-based scenarios, and I'm looking forward to, yeah, just running this. But in the run-up to Halloween, I've been trying to kind of watch some some of the old Night Stalker, and I've been watching some of the old Universal Monster movies lately, which inspired me to do a Boris Karloff tribute metal mashup mixtape that I released earlier today. But while I was uh nashing on some chili for lunch, uh, I heard a little clatter at the front door, and lo and behold, what was waiting for me but a mystery envelope? First, though, I had a couple other messages from back from the last unenveloping podcast, I think, from Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast and. Joe from the hindsightless podcast. So let's go to the messages now. Demon
1: talks. Hey Rob, awesome episode, man. And as Anchor's biggest Iron Maiden fan, Carl, you might think it's you, but it's not. It's totally me. Do you have that Iron Maiden tattoo? No, me neither. <laughs> anyway, dude. Uh yeah. Um Rob, that was awesome. Those other Glenn Cook books you were talking about sound really cool. I might have to check one of them out. And yeah, like, I hear what you're saying when you're talking about taking the fight to the enemy on your terms. And that's cool. But you do need big time player buy in for that. Um, And if you have that, that's amazing. But I, I, I think that is a lot harder to find than, you know, the average player who just wants to go out and kick some ass and blow off some steam for the day. So yeah, dude. But I I absolutely hear what you're saying, man. Anyway, great stuff as always. Peace out. Joe, of course, is
0: referring to Carl, as in Carl Rodriguez, who is a frequent participant on the Audio Dungeon Discord and calls quite a few of the various Anchor podcasts. He's never called mine, although he did recently favorite my podcast on Anchor, um, after the Boris Karloff metal mashup, so I lured him out with some metal music, so feel free to call in and defend your title as Anchor's biggest Iron Maiden fan, Carl, if you'd like. Yeah, Glenn Cookbooks, I like that, (laughs) the sound of that. I don't know if Glenn Cook ever wrote a cookbook. Um, If he did, I'd (laughs) like to see it. Uh, I do like... uh, most of the books by him I've written. He's got a few duds, like I suppose most authors do, but he's got, or known for, what would it be, four main fantasy series. Uh, His first was the Dread Empire series, Um, then the Black Company series, which he's probably best known for, the Inspector Garrett novels, the uh, film noir detective fantasy mashup and the instrumentalities of the night which i own but have not started reading yet i have no idea why i haven't started reading um, i find myself rereading some of those other books and i haven't i don't i don't get it i don't get me <laughs> He also has some sci-fi books, uh, the Starfisher trilogy, Passage at Arms, which is kind of a submarine in space kind of thing, The uh, Dragon Number Sleeps or something like that, but I'm not nearly as big of a sci-fi fan, and uh, so don't really, in, you know, I like his his fantasy stuff better. And he had a standalone book that was really, really good, The Tower of Fear, at least I remember it being really, really good, I haven't read it for 20 years or more, <laughs> um uh, but i I hear what you're saying, Joe, as far as uh you know having requiring player buy in to um, to go for the kind of game the the encounters as war rather than the encounters as sport kind of approach, and really i mean sometimes my players take that tack and sometimes they do just kind of fall back on the well just let's just take them on head on and and try and trying to whoop their asses because they <laughs> either don't have a good idea or just aren't feeling it that night it's I don't know if many other GMs feel this way But I always feel like I'm not only looking for the perfect game system, I'm always looking for the perfect game. And it's an unrealistic expectation, I know. And so often I feel like I come away from a game session feeling like it was a missed opportunity. And most times I feel like that is largely because I dropped the ball as the GM somehow. I freely admit I have flaws as a GM, and while I try and get better, there's probably some kind of ceiling, and who knows, maybe I'm at that ceiling now, maybe I'll never be more or provide an experience that's any, any better than just okay or good enough. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't mean you shouldn't stop trying, right? But... And I, I also confess to being a really flaky GM and that I, I do get discouraged pretty easily, or maybe it's bored, both as a GM and player really. And that's possibly my biggest flaw as a role as a as a gamer is I just uh, get distracted by another game system that might be the perfect one, might be the one. Or I get bored with the campaign or bored with the characters. Bored with my own character um but yeah in my perfect game scenario i don't know maybe it would play out like a glenn cook novel from the black company or from the dread empire inspector garrett Um, i'd love to have the players really sink their teeth into a game into a setting and really immerse themselves and and me also to like capture that vibe of more, a little bit more of a serious approach because I think we do have a tendency, and I'm raising my hand here as a guilty um, contributor to this, that we sometimes get a little goofy and a little bit too jokey, and we all are getting together to have fun, but there are times I wish we could kind of capture or unleash that kind of giddy jokiness and stuff when we're you know like just settling into the game session or something you know the first 10-15 minutes of kind of catching up and then just boom kind of zero in and focus on the game um but will (laughs) will we ever get there we do sometimes sometimes we have what i term or feel like is a great session and it Might not be a great session to anyone else, but I'm hoping to have more of those. But thanks for the call, Joe. And let's move on to Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast.
1: Hey, Rob, Jason. Really appreciate the last show. I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, Now you've got me looking for those Thieves Guild books. (laughs) It's not one thing, it's another, isn't it? Anyhow, look forward to your next one. Take care.
0: (laughs) Thanks for the call, Jason. Yeah, I hope I don't send you off on a hunt for the Thieves' Guild books. I mean, I think they're worth it if you can find them at the right price. And they're worth it if you want some more ideas for urban adventuring, and specifically adventuring that revolves around a gang of outlaws or, or thieves or maybe assassins. I don't know. Um, I think they're well done. They're, they're maybe a little bit dated, um, both in style, obviously in layout, and uh, and maybe in some of the underlying kind of thoughts or attitudes. You might get a whiff of something that makes you wrinkle your nose a little bit. <laughs> a little stinky cheese in there. I don't know. But uh, I'm really enjoying working on... Uh, or reworking these rules and if it's the rule system itself that you're interested in well as you know i'm happy to share my pdfs Um, so if anyone wants to see my update my reimagining rethinking of thieves guild as thieves guild 2020 let me know and i will certainly pass it along as a pdf to you uh, via email Rob, it's Evil Jeff. Just listened to your mixtape, uh the first one, and was going through and heard the Ramones, and in the back of my head I was going, "What? What's wrong with this song? This doesn't sound right."
1: And I'm thinking about it for a minute, and all of a sudden went, "Oh yeah, you listen to all your podcasts at one and a half times normal speed. That might be a
0: little bit fast." <laughs> And then I went on to mixtape too, and then it's like, ooh, wow, you know, this is like really speed metal to start off with. All right, check you. <laughs> yeah, listening to the Ramones or or Fight or Megadeth or something uh, at uh, one and a half uh, speed. <laughs> and it could I don't know? Don't try this at home, folks. It might cause a, a coronary or a stroke or something. I had some good feedback about the. Mixtape episodes. I haven't had as many listeners to them, which is understandable. I think most people come to my podcast expecting game content rather than, you know, other stuff. So I'm going to keep doing them um, whenever, like my usual approach. Whenever the the muse whispers in my ear. But thanks for the call, Jeff. And that, of course, was Evil Jeff from the Minions and Musings
1: podcast. Hey, dude, I'm sorry as hell to hear about your friend's dad. That sucks, man. You know, I that story you told about him running out with a bucket on his head and a trash can lid shield while you guys dug a hole. That's. You're right when you say most dads wouldn't do that. I know. Yeah, I know mine wouldn't have, man. So I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you know. We are all running out of time. My new job uh, reminds me of that each and every day. I, yeah, I, I interact with and try and help people in really, really, really bad situations, most of which aren't even their fault. So it sucks, man in this job just really reminds me how you know, how death is an inevitable part of life and I've always known that but there's nothing like being reminded of it every day oh man yeah, so I don't know man I don't have any words of wisdom or anything i mean fuck i'm walking to the grocery store in the pouring rain so anyway i just wanted to call and say that was it was a powerful episode and i'm glad we have this sort of platform to be able to share our feelings with in a way that we feel that we feel safe so anyway man love you peace out hey rob jason here thank you for talking about your friend Irv I really appreciate your sharing this story and your thoughts and you, you know I think that's important
0: important way to remember somebody and to reminisce keep those
1: good memories alive so thank you so much for doing that um, yeah I, I also look forward to hearing how your Theus Guild game shakes out but I, I really do appreciate your taking the time to share that those memories with us I, I like I say, I think it's special and important so anyhow, take it easy
0: hey, thanks guys. I really appreciate uh, the feedback that you gave about my they're talking about my uh raking ramblings two episode I dropped a few days ago, and a, a large part of it was um my attempt to uh, uh to salute. Uh, Bill's dad, Irv, who passed away, and uh, share some of my good memories about him. He was one of the good ones, good dad, uh, good person, and uh, it's always a loss to the world when we lose uh, <laughs> a person that not only was was good and brought joy, but also raised another person to, to be like them, because, uh, Bill, uh, definitely has all the same good qualities that his dad had, and I commend you, um, Jay, uh, <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry, I'm losing my, losing a little bit, um, I commend you, Joe, for the job you do, too, in helping out other people, uh, and everyone that does that, so. Um, yeah, thanks for the calls, I really appreciate it
1: alright,
0: I got this uh, envelope here um, from curious goods I bought this through Amazon and it doesn't look like it's packed all that great, it's in a padded envelope, but it's all kind of crumpled in the corners and it doesn't feel like it's real like there's any cardboard uh, inside or anything to strengthen it so I'm a little a little worried it's not going to be in all that great shape and of course it's used to begin with so who knows what it's going to look like but uh, here we go I've actually came prepared this time and grabbed a knife so I don't have uh an eternal struggle with the packaging like last time. Uh, let's see here. Come on. Cut away from the body, right? Logo of Game Lords. What the hell? It's like it's... it's like there's some kind of inner plastic sleeve that wound up getting like taped to the envelope or something. limited bum, 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 bum. city of the sacred flame this also has this original uh price tag on it of 6.95 i think i paid 18 or something plus shipping so it was like around well is that what it was it was around I think, for the product and shipping. And it's a yellow cover, which I like yellow. Um, It has a picture of some goofy looking guy with his head kind of thrown back a little bit with a big smile on his face, like he's looking through a magic mirror at uh, three people in the foreground. One, a Conan esque looking guy on a horse. One, another guy just in like fur loincloth and fur boots and shield with a mace. And another looking like a a pyromancer or something, some kind of wizard with a staff. And he's got a black robe with flames on the sleeves and at the hem of the robe. a complete campaign module set in the world of Haven. And on the back, primitive passions run high in the city of Zalakan, From the gladiatorial combats of the arena to the gaudily displayed delights of the great trade bazaar. And in the hearts of the fanatical zealots who serve the temple of Zatek as high priests or as warriors of the Legion of Fiery Vengeance. As the capital of the loose confederation of tribes that occupy the northern and eastern reaches of the high valley, there are men and women here who would wield great power, including skilled battle mages in the highest levels of the temple hierarchy, the mysterious clef, the unchallenged master of the bazaar, and the lord of Zal Akan, the hereditary ruler of the Council of Nations and supreme commander of the Zatak, Hari army. Despite its present might, Zal Akin remains a city heavily focused on its past and its prophesied future. The seven eternal flames maintained around the city symbolize the meteoric seven-year reign of the warrior wizard Zatak, who purchased great power at the cost of his soul, and whose dying words swore that he would return to claim his vengeance on those who had defeated him. And so the temple and the people of Zalak Zalakan serve his memory and watch and wait. City of the Sacred Flame is a complete campaign module detailing the inhabitants' shops and other places of interest in Zalakan. Uh, this module can be used independently or in conjunction with the other Game Lord's campaign packs, particularly within the Tyrant's Demence, uh, which describes the fortress city of Darakis. Dar Ankes on the southern end of the High Valley, where Zatek met his fiery end. This module utilizes the Thieves Guild rules system, but is compatible with any major fantasy role-playing system. City of the Sacred Flame contains a detailed city map, dozens of shops and NPC descriptions, city encounter tables, and two complete introductory scenarios. Enough material for months of adventuring. If you like rough-and-tumble excitement with an exotic flavor, then the city of Zalakhan is the place for you. And the main reason I bought this, other than wanting to you know, get all the Game Lords Thieves Guild materials eventually, is I did, long ago, have the first supplement that they referred to within the Tyrant's Dements, uh, the detailing the city of uh, Dar-Ankesh and uh, the uh the southern part of this high valley and it's done quite well and i f- the the city of haven just the one in the the first supplement of it is the the cheapest one i've been able to find is 75 dollars. <laughs> and i want to just make sure the thieves guild thing gets off the ground before i start investing that kind of cash and i figured with these two Collectively, I'd have the the bare bones of a, um, of a good campaign setting. Um, two cities, um, a political situation. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping this will be as good as the first supplement that I have. I'm paging through it right now. Um, despite my concerns... Uh, it's not really all that dinged up or anything, I mean, it's obviously, it's used, so it's got some wear and tear on it, but uh, um, not bad at all. Um, just flicking through the pages, I don't see any writing or coloring in it, uh, it doesn't seem to be any pages missing. Uh See, the table of contents, historical background and introduction, map of the High Valley, political structure, the cult of Zatak, the arena of, of zal the bazaar, denizens of the bazaar, merchants of zal map of the bazaar, other fences and places of zal map of zal the gauntlet, and adventures in the High Valley. Random encounters and NPC statistics. So, yeah. Um, I think this is kind of um, like a nomad culture that um, started following some kind of like religious prophet. A little bit like Islam, I suppose. And. I don't mind so much when people use real-earth cultures um, and history to inspire their take on fantasy. It doesn't, as long as it's not done in poor taste, um, I, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, just looking at some of the art here is looking pretty good. Uh, it'll be interesting to read about this religion and it looks like it's obviously based around a lot of fire and stuff um and the arena like the idea of having like gladiatorial arenas um i think it makes for interesting background happenings in the city if there's like a big chariot race if there's factions of chariot racers or something that people bet on or that get all fanatical about their teams kind of like uh, NFL fans and other sports fans of today and well and of of course the factions that were present in, like Constantinople and Rome and stuff that got out of hand um and then if if they have actual like gladi gladiator events, um maybe the players can get involved in that somehow too, either as participants or. Going out in the wilderness to round up monsters and exotic animals to uh to uh fight in the arena or something, I like how they focus i mean how all these supplements are focused on thieves. They talk about things like fencing goods and they do a good job of uh, talking about the shops and uh, uh what they might what the players might find if they Try and burgle them. Um, this first supplement has a lot of good political faction plays that the players can become embroiled in. Uh, they have interesting um, encounter tables. What this one doesn't look like it has many as many encounter tables, um, or quite as much art. There's not much art in here at all what i think it does um lack a little bit now haven i think has some really is a really good map and stuff and and the ones in these are they're okay they're not they're not bad but they're very um loose you don't really get an idea of of like streets and alleys and stuff um like the streets in here are incredibly wide, much wider than you'd see in um, the ancient or medieval cities and settlements that I imagine in my head. Um, I prefer the idea of like twisting narrow alleyways and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to use these city maps. I'll, I might end up using, as I alluded to or talked about in another episode, of using some of the cities of Harn. I think they've got some really cool maps, and it would be a pretty simple matter of using those maps and, you know, the shops and NPCs that they detail in these and just, you know, place those in those maps, right? So, easy peasy. But, um, yeah, this City of Sacred Flame looks pretty good. Uh, Within the Tyrant's Dements is good. Um, A lot of it I can use just as is. It doesn't really require... A whole lot of uh extra work on my part so that's all i can ever really ask for in a supplement and there you have it uh, another episode of down in the heap in the can so thanks to joe and jason and evil jeff for your calls thanks to everyone else for listening and until i talk to you again don't go down in a heap <laughs>
1: Ariel, Bukla, RAAAAAAAAAA